Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Good evening to you. We don't mean to be rude. Go, Go fuck yourself. yourself. Yeah. We want you to go... Screw yourself. Yes, we do. In the most pleasurable way possible, though. It's been a it's been a rough year. It's been a rough sixteen months. It might be a rough another couple of months. And um, we just want you to have a, a good time with a beautiful vibrator from PlayBlue.ie. If you would like to win one of those this evening, we're giving away one. All you need to do is tell us times that you've been absolutely burnt when you went up to approach someone and tried to chat them up and ask them out, and you got the courage up. Butterflies are in the stomach. Your hands are sweaty. Knees deep. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. And you went up. And you just crashed and burnt. Yeah. I don't think there's anything more mortifying than that happening. It's pretty mortifying, yeah. You know, you got to go for it, though. And fair play to you. You did go for it, but you were embarrassed. You were mortified. It didn't work out. You got shot down. How bad was it? 087-67-97-104. It could be tough. There's so many. So many stories. Like, it's worse when you do it in front of people. Yeah. I have once witnessed when I was in New York uh, a proposal where the guy was burned. No, you haven't. I have. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. (laughs) She said no. It looked like she said yeah. She started crying. We thought, oh, this is adorable. She was panicked. Yeah. And she just said she wasn't ready. Some... Which was really weird because she was there, right? And she was bawling, crying, and she started to hug him. So it looked like she was really happy. Oh, and and then like, everyone was just clapping. Oh, and no. then she just kind of put oh, her hands no. over her face. And then you could just hear her saying, I'm just not ready. <laughs> and then he kind of was like, wait, what? Oh, Christ. And a few people kind of heard, and then other people didn't. Oh, and they were still clapping. And oh, oh, like, don't do it. But I know some... Some people find that incredibly romantic somewhere, public somewhere. You're making a gesture to the world. You're like, I love you. It's a bit weird though, isn't it? I know, but some people like hate it. Some people find it very, um, like you're trapping them. Yeah. If you do it, you do it on a show or you do it in a stadium full of people. It's very, very hard for you to back out of that. If you're really, really pressurized into it. I wonder, would you like that if someone did that to you? No, I wouldn't actually. Years ago, I would have said, yeah, that would be so nice. So romantic and such a grand gesture. And, you know, he's putting... Men typically don't put their feelings out into the world. And now he's saying, screw it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to let everyone know that I love this woman. And then she's yeah. like, you're pressurising me into doing this. Yeah, no. I just find... It's not even that you're pressurising. Who are you trying to impress? 
Well, you're putting on a big you're, you're putting on a big show but you don't know all these people around you're looking for attention from these people these strangers and if you're the type of person that looks for for, for attention from people do you think so then you need to ah no do you not think it's the guy I declaring the, to the world and putting it out there and it's a bit weird letting no. everyone know that no I'd be like get up Liam. come on you gobshite Stop what are you it. doing put that ring away yeah and I feel like those type of proposals happen when the person's not ready you think so? Yeah. Like they're doing it after a year. Yeah. And you're like, what are you doing? Come on now, we'll go back to the bar and we'll drink on this one, but Relax it's not working it. out. Yeah. I think when you know them well, you don't be doing that. Just email them, text them. Yeah. Do you want to get married? Run a poll. Should we get married? <laughs> yeah. It's happening. We'll be doing or try spot. and win them a car. Like yeah. Evelyn. Oh yeah, you could do that's, a, that's a very good way of doing it, yeah. It is, yeah. Evelyn's boyfriend, if you're listening. She wants a ring. Careful. She wants a ring. In three years. She said, she said it twice three on the show. Three years. It's not that long at all. She wants the ring. <laughs> she does indeed. Uh, okay, listen. Uh, 0876797104. If you would like to win yourself that beautiful vibrator, have the time of your life, just let us know. If you've been shot down and burned, or more importantly, if you're like that woman, you want know, to reject the proposal. Is there many women that have rejected a proposal? I have. You have? have. You've seen that other woman? Is there many people who've rejected proposals? Do you know anyone else who's rejected a proposal, like a friend or a family member? No, or a, or I've a colleague. broken off engagements, yeah, but not... Oh, you know people who've broken off engagements? Yeah, yeah. No, that's no, a big burn people. as well, isn't it? That's nearly worse, I think, because they had the wedding planned. Yeah. They invited people. I paid deposits. Mm. Probably paid a lot of more money as well. A bit awkward. A nice happy one for us this evening now. If you've ever called off your wedding, drop us in on WhatsApp, give us a call, let us know what the story is. Or maybe you should have called off your wedding. <laughs> maybe you're listening to this driving around because you cannot stand the thought of going home because she's just <laughs> doing your tits in. You're like, just keep driving, man. You'll wake up in Galway, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> Deep breaths. Deep breaths. We'll get there in the end. All right. The no- you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. Night Sky, it's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 with Play Blue. You can see what takes your fancy at playblue.ie. You know you want it. Now, we were chatting to uh, Daniel Bryan, Irish comedian, um, who is running a festival, comedy festival in Rings End, the end of next month. But he's currently gigging over in the UK because today is there. Freedom Day! Freedom Day! Well Saoirse done. Day! Saoirse Day! That's what Freedom we should call it to annoy them. Uh, over in the UK, it's Saoirse Day. I didn't realise this. Last night at 12am, nightclubs opened. Last night? So like Sunday night, technically Monday morning, nightclubs were open. Uh, and then a lot of people today have gone on, uh, have, have, have legged it to the airport and have gone on holidays today. I did see that now. Are you, are you going to book a little trip away? Well, my two sisters are getting married, so they're the trips I'm taking. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So they're kind of wrecking my balls, actually, to be honest. Because you're like, you have to come to a wedding. You're like, yeah. I don't want to go. Like that, that's my holidays. Yeah, like, their uh, wedding. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just a day or two there and then you can just leg it, can't you? Can well, you? they're Spain, so. Oh, and you can. Like, a different part. Like, see you, bye. Mm. Do you know anything about that? Do you have to quarantine when you're back? Get tests when you're away? I you think. might get PCRs. I think you have to get a test. Yeah. There, I think a test is it three days before you travel to Spain here, and then forty eight hours before you return from Spain. Yeah. And then their weddings are north of Spain and south of Spain, and three weeks apart. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, that's awkward. That's so annoying. Yeah. So it's not even like you could not that you would, but like make a big holiday of it. Yeah. Because they're too far. You might as well just be coming here and flying over again. 
Yay for sisters. Job done. Yeah. Uh, what a mess weddings have been over the last while anyway. Um, and more information up on the website anyway but obviously today international travel kicked off for us you have to get a weird covid cert thing I don't know if you've gotten it or got emailed it but you have to, won't get it until you're fully vaccinated so if you're fully vaccinated job done happy days um, but it will be interesting to see how the UK goes from here because it will it'll be very interesting I just want this to be over now we're off we've all had enough will that happen here? Wow. Will we open everything? Oh, Night as usual, clubs. it'll be like we're going to open that next week, and then the next week we'll come. We're like, oh, so- sorry, no, did we, we say in your house? Sorry, did we alone. say? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, no. We were joking about the whole thing, so we're not going to do it. You're, you're doing it on Zoom. Unofficial sources, right? As we're close to the industry, talking to talking to people who work in the nighttime. October was apparently when nightclubs were going to be back open. That's what I heard too, but that's been pushed. Yeah. To when? Um, next year, October twenty twenty eight. October 2048 no it was meant to when everything was kind of going on track and like a month or two ago before this whole Delta BS came came in and just wrecked everyone's walls uh, it was meant to be October that's when people were getting ready to actual run events that's when coppers were getting ready for the grand opening October and now look at us can't even go to coppers I'll be 40 by the time I get to go to coppers yeah. I probably will I know yeah um, anyway anyway bad buzz bad buzz we will leave the bad buzz for now um, can food be manly do you know what? I think uh, it's horrible to say. Yeah, I think so. If you sat down at a first date with someone and he, and he didn't order what you thought would be a manly food, would would you question him? So does your does your sex or your gender influence what you eat? Like, do you feel a responsibility to have a steak as a man? Uh, and maybe you don't like having a load of wings as a girl because they're not pretty enough or they're too messy and you as a lady can't be getting wing sauce all over your face we're going to be chatting to uh, a psychologist next who claims that there's a big difference in psychology and eating patterns so men are far more likely to eat far more meat than women far more likely to eat more steaks far more likely to uh, hate the animals they're eating as well and it might be because of this idea uh, of masculinity when it comes to uh, comes to food but would you say there's like would you have a problem on a first date Cracking out a big bowl of wings and just going hell for leather. See, I'm not a huge fan of wings. I know you hate me for that, but I'm what, not. Okay, what about ribs? Right? What about I ribs? I love spaghetti bolognese. It's my favorite dinner ever. Nice. So I will always order spaghetti bolognese. I love my food, as you know, and yeah. I would never worry about anything. Like I don't care what anyone thinks of me. So first dates or last dates, I'll still <laughs> I'll I'll do what I want. So no, do what I want. but the only thing I will say is, you know, I love meat, and I know people might get out to me for saying that. I do. I love steak. I love mints. I'd live on it yeah. if I could. So I'm not a salad type person. Girl. I don't like fish. I don't like... I, I'm really not very healthy. I don't like healthy food, to be honest. So I think if I was with someone and he ordered the salad, I'd feel very... <laughs> I would feel very manly if I was ordering the steak because I know I could mail through the steak. <laughs> and if I had that salad, I would literally feel sick with hunger. Yeah. And I, that's why. And I was with people before in the past. Actually, I've always been with people that I've that have eaten less than me overall yeah. but significantly less than me I remember going out with a guy and he'd have like you know two mouthfuls of the steak and he'd be like oh my stomach's in bits yeah. after that and I'm literally drooling because I'm so hungry Yeah, and I just feel uncomfortable having to eat his and mine yeah. do, do, but do, you, do we think do you, would you still say a steak is a manly food? kind of yeah is, is there other manly foods and, and womanly foods where burgers, obviously burgers would be the same you know? are they manly? I, like I love burgers A nice man burger I had two burgers yesterday at a barbecue I love burgers But I just think They're kind Yeah you kind of Are you brought up to not eat with your hands Are you just like Be ladylike Because men were never 
there's those finishing schools, isn't there? There's etiquette classes that girls are sent on. I don't think lads are ever sent on those. And are they told to eat like with a knife and fork and never get your hands dirty and elbows off the table and sit there sitting up prim and proper? You know, what, what is it? What is, what is that TV show there ages ago on RT that had oh, it? Oh, yeah, there was. What um, was it? And then there's that other, like... The dr- period drama one. They had to do that. I don't know what, yeah. what it was called. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, though. Yeah. But you never get guys going to no. a finishing school to learn how. I don't even think to learn how to eat. You know, they teach you if you ever go to a fancy restaurant. And there's 700 knives and forks. Like, yeah. what am I meant to eat with the fish and all that stuff? Guys are never sent on that. So, do you think girls are brought up to be tidier eaters, cleaner eaters? I wouldn't. Well, I wasn't. Yeah. Well, you were again middle child, dragged up, forgotten by the mother. Yeah. But let's just say your sisters. How were they brought up? Same. <laughs> They're just they don't have as big an appetite, I'd say, as me. But no, I mean. No. Is there man foods? Like, there's no such thing as man foods. I wouldn't think in my head man that's man food. food. I'm going to open up a restaurant just sells meat and call it man food. But I guess wings, burgers, steak would be kind of... Man food? Yeah. What about platters? Maybe Chippers, platters. Platters, yeah. And what are girl foods then? Like, it's so stereotypical, isn't it? It's awful to say. Oh, no, I'm going to say it right. So, salads? But I hate salad. Salads are girl food. Do you know what else is? Uh, carbonara. Is that a girl food? Probably, yeah. Is fish a girl food? Yeah. I love salmon though. I hate fish. I hate fish. Mm. I only like tuna from the tin or I love cod and chips. But I yeah. I will not eat it otherwise. Um oh eight seven six seven nine seven one four. Let's categorize let's genderize our we food. We are being here. very sexist and I'm just We're putting just it out there that I hate salad. We are stereotyping our food here because someone has done an interesting bit of research. Psychologists have done research into the stereotyping of food based on our gender and showing that it's possibly bad for us, especially from a health point of view. Apparently, if you're a dude, you eat more meat than women, and it's one of the reasons why you die earlier. Yeah, I mean, obviously Apparently. eating a lot of meat is very bad for you. I don't know if it is. It is. Uh, it is be, it? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you really want to be no more than two... Four three, steaks a day? Two to three times a week, I'd say. An omelette? Guy or girl? Someone on a health pulse? I don't know. Guy or girl? Where, where did he put the omelette? The omelette goes into the male or female category of food here. I mean, I like an omelette, <laughs> but I don't know how to make it. Uh, guy, maybe? Okay, burger? Probably more guy, yeah. Steak? Yeah. Uh, wings? Wings? Uh, chippers? I'm just trying to work off what would you get on the menu here? All right, pizza at a restaurant. Guy or girl? Oh, I love pizza. Oh dear. Saturday night I got a Domino's. Oh, did you? Oh my God. I haven't Failed. had it in ages. Oh, stop. Oh, unreal. I got the cookies then for dessert. Oh, the big warm ones. They're just like, oh. There's four of them. Uh, so I ate the whole bloody thing. Guy um, or girl? What's a guy food? What's a girl food? I'm, so, I'm such a man. What else is on the menu? Um, okay. Prawns. Oh, prawns are disgusting. But are they guy or girl food? <laughs> They're disgusting. Oh, you hate prawns. They're Ugh. girl food, aren't they? Their eyeballs are popping out and everything. Lasagna. Love lasagna. Sure, I love lasagna too. Is lasagna that a guy or a girl food? Bread. That's a communal thing. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Gender neutral food. Yeah. Unisex food. Unisex food, yeah. What is other? Well, lasagna. I'd say pizza is unisex food as well then. Ah, uh, yeah. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Pizza and lasagna, anything by the Italians except the carbonara, that's girl food. Kind of is, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. I sometimes get carbonara. It's prettier as well, it's presented it's nicer. It's pretty heavy on your stomach though. Oh, yes, I know, yeah. It's not cream in that. Um, curry, chicken curry. I love There's nothing healthy. you don't like Except for the fish maybe I hate anything healthy Salad Fish uh, What else do I not like Yeah sea- Seafood Or oil Or olive olives And all that kind of stuff Ugh Pukey uh, I'm the fussiest eater ever But steak and coleslaw Oh Dave yes Why would you ruin the steak with coleslaw Oh no steak with pepper coleslaw Pepper sauce Steak can only be served with Mashed potato and pepper sauce No or chunky chips with mashed no, potato. No, no. Oh, the steak has got to be served on top of a hidden secret mashed potato underneath it that soaks up all the juice. Oh. Now, I do agree with this one, Paul. Pizza with a knife and fork is a girl food. Yeah, I do do that. So I, because I don't have a very good food palate, yeah? So I go to a restaurant and it doesn't matter if it's a fancy restaurant and I will order a pizza. <laughs> so I don't just eat it with my hands. I'll eat it with a knife and fork. <laughs> trying to pull it off as you're a classy individual. Yeah, I'm just having a... Oh, no, le pizza, please. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, I got this. So I will always eat with a knife and fork. So I guess that's the girl way to eat a pizza. Okay. Uh, omelette depends on what's in it. Make it for a guy... Makes it a guy or girl food. Yeah, true. Well, again, if there's no Vintage meat, if there's no meat in it, then I suppose this is we're getting back to these sexist ideas around food. Okay, actually, a fry. I have one every Saturday and Sunday. It, religiously, every Saturday and Sunday, I have rashers, crispy rashers, scrambled egg, beans, and uh, flurry baps on a frying pan <laughs> in the oil of the uh, the, the, in rashers. the oil of a naked virgin. The oil of the rashers, flurry baps in the oil of a naked virgin. That would be more of a guy thing, wouldn't it? To have a fry. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I it's, and it's a very it's a very buildery kind of thing on a Saturday morning. You're going in after work and you're sitting down there and having a fry. And you're, again, full of meat. Love it. Every single weekend. A, sa- a salad box that you would buy in Dunn's or Tesco. You know when you fill them up? And potato salad. Girl food. Lovely though. But girl food. Girl food, yeah. I don't mind a potato salad with a burger. Yeah. But is it, does it count as a salad though? Because it's just potatoes in like yeah, ma- I mayonnaise. I know. What other food do you get in the menu? So you get fish, cod. Wait, wings, no pudding chicken. makes it a girl fry. Yeah, I agree. I I do like pudding, but I don't put it in my fry at the weekend. Well, then it's not a fry. You're gonna have to get it's out. Not. Thank you. I don't bite. even I don't even make sausages. Actually, that's uh, another thing. I just have the 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 rashers and the egg, the flowery bap and the beans. Yeah. Oh, it's soft. Oh god. And I don't have a cup of tea. I have a coffee. 
Oh God! Do you have like a cappuccino or a black coffee? Latte. Uh with a fry. Yeah. You've just ruined it. Milky. You've just ruined it. Deliciousness. Wakes Why don't you up? have a pillow fight over it as well? Might do. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's generalize here now. What is a girl food and what's a guy food? What's typically a girl food? I'm and trying to think of my friend. Guy food. My friend will have salmon. Caprese salads. Smoked it? salmon. She'll poached eggs on something else. She has salmon with uh, couscous. I get out. Yeah, she has couscous. couscous. What's that other stuff? Uh, quinoa. Quinoa? Quinoa. Quinoa. Is it queen? One of those things. Qu- quinoa. 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 I think yeah. it's quinoa. It's that fluffy, it yeah. kind of tastes not all, all that like kale. Do you know what I love? Ca- all that kale stuff is. Chili con carne. But that, are we putting that, that in the unisex that food? That's neutral. I think it's neutral food. Putting that in the unisex? Yeah. Gender neutral food? I think so. All right. Oh, it's Still to come, an interview with a psychologist who's actually studied this in great, great detail. What does our ideas about male and female, man and woman, influence our decisions when it comes to food? Could be making us men a hell of a lot more unhealthy than we would like to admit. Anyway, that's on the way shortly. Tom Grennan as well. A little bit of love up next. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. And what is a woman food? The reason we're talking about this is in just a few moments' time, you're going to be hearing from a psychologist who's researching this to see is our idea of man food and women food causing men to eat more meat and getting unhealthy and dying sooner. Turns out that we have this idea of steak and meat being manly and we have to eat that loads and maybe too much consumption of that it's bad for the old health so <clears throat> we're just trying to categorise certain foods looks like we're putting steak and burgers and wings into the man pile yeah uh, all salads of any sort are into the lady pile I would say so yeah I would Um, what else is going into the lady pile certain passes carbonara all fish all fish oh do you know what do you know what's a what, what's a pizza you fold in half the calzone is that a, is that a girl pizza I don't think so it's more carby. Or it? as somebody pointed out, who was it? Um, eating a pizza with a knife and fork goes into the girl pie. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in that category now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what are other girl foods? Oh, it's seven, six, avocado. Ah, uh, get it. Avocado, avocado on, toast. on toast, yeah. Vegan they, girl food. They love that, yeah. Oh my God. They do love that. God, yeah, there's that. Quinoa, avocado, couscous. What's the other one? Hummus girl oh, food. Yeah. My sister loves hummus. Yeah, but you have to be wearing Lululemon yoga pants to eat that. Of course you do. You know, yeah. in a cafe somewhere, really expensive, going, I just love it. It's amazing. The coffee's really great. Yeah. I'm doing my <laughs> Pilates course. Are you? Yeah. Great. <laughs> no one cares. Uh, you bullied people in school. <laughs> you are not a nice person. Uh, but they are now because <laughs> they, they did some self-reflecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They wrote in their journal. <laughs> yeah, just shove your avocado in journal up your hole. How about that? I love this text that came in now from Carrie. Pints are known to be manly, but I am a lady and love a pint. I love a pint of Guinness. Ah, that was the other thing, wasn't it? You wouldn't be seen dead in a pub as a woman with a pint of Guinness in your hand. This is not a word of a lie. I, any person I've ever gone out with has told me, because I happily will have a responsible Guinness, has told me they find it so unattractive when they see me with a Guinness. Okay. It's not a horrible thing to say. Well, listen, Sergio, the pint is bigger than your head. It probably is, is but sure like a kid holding it but how is that like there's something wrong with you if you find me well, it, well, unattractive it, well, because I'm drinking a pint of Guinness I know I know I just think that if you think about this right the pint was designed by a man for a man so it's 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 blockier and, and uglier and squarer and bleh. if you look at a champagne glass 
or a wine glass or the half glass they're all ooh, slender and I know again we're, we're, we're talking stereotypes here of but if a, a woman created a Guinness glass it would probably look prettier well there's the half look glass look more feminine but that looks feminine yeah but like why? I don't know why. It's just, again, you'd say maybe the, the, the female ideas are curvier and slender and hourglassy. Okay, and no, but I think it's the beer itself. Because if you think about it, like back in the day, you know, you go to nightclubs, you'd get fat frogs in a pint glass. You might get uh, another, I don't drink, drink other beers, but like in a pint glass. Yeah. Cider in a pint glass. Yeah. But what is it about Guinness? Is it because it's dark and heavy? Dark and heavy looking? I don't know. I just don't get it. Pork chops is a man food, 100%. Do you know what? Pork chops are disgusting. There's not enough meat on them. I don't like pork chops. My mum used to give us them on a Wednesday. What about gammon steaks? I don't know what gammon steaks are. Rounder, bigger pork chops. Um, Yeah, pints are known to be manly, yeah? Yeah, they would be, yeah. Not as bad now. You won't get, like, a woman won't be kicked out of the local for having a Guinness on her own. We're not that bad. We used to be, though. I mean, you would be shocked and horrified. No, but would you be horrified seeing a woman drinking a a pint of Guinness? A woman in a pub? Are you mad? (laughs) Are you mad? I know you're not going to say it out to her. Would I? No, no, not now. Does it bother you? Would you Uh, be like, ew? Does it go with her outfit? These are the things you have to ask yourself. If she's in, let's say, a uh, a little LBD, right? Or uh, in a a bodycon kind of dress. Yeah, yeah. And she's drinking a big fat Guinness. Sorry, love. It's just like, it's like bringing out the wrong bag. Or wearing the wrong shoes with it. She just doesn't work. Gotta, really? Gotta, gotta think, if she had a beautiful martini glass, you'd be like, Well, because it's all dainty boom. like her little dress. There you go. It's all consistent, you know? It's like if, it'd be like if, if she was sake. in that outfit and then it rocked up in a Lada or a Skoda, you'd be like, that's just wrong. It just doesn't make it, it's too blocky. It doesn't, doesn't complement anything at all. It's all BS. On one hand, you hear, guys, guys love girls that can eat yeah. and not care. And then on the other hand, I'm told, yeah, you look really unattractive with that pint. Sorry, you just pint to get out of the round. But you know what? You look really unattractive just being yourself. So wait, why don't you F off? <laughs> go on. Go on. Go on. <laughs> you just dumped that pint all over me. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. We'll, we'll take this up a notch now because uh, on the line next is a psychologist who has been asking far more important detailed questions about what your ideas about being a man and a woman when it comes to food and uh, cause you to do and influence your eating choices men are apparently eating more meat because we think it's manlier but maybe that's killing us because we're eating a bit too much uh, red meat we'll be chatting to that psychologist right after Tom Grennan a little bit of love Def you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long FM 104 they've done an interesting study looking into the role that ideas and gender roles play when uh, eating certain types of food and could that be negatively impacting uh, your health and the overall health of society. Joining us now from UCLA, psychologist of a recent uh, paper looking into um, gender differences and stereotypes and eating patterns when it comes to things like meat. We are delighted to welcome onto the show Daniel Rosenfeld, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honour to be here. Thanks a million. We're delighted to have you. Um, Now, obviously, you know, you go to a restaurant and one of you orders a salad. They usually put the salad down in front of the the girl. It's just a a done thing. Um, I mean, do guys prefer meat overall? I don't know. But do I find it more attractive than a guy eating a salad? Yes. Why is this? 
So it's interesting that you you mentioned the attractiveness component. So there's quite a lot of research on you know preferences that people have. Uh, men prefer meat to a greater degree than women do, and they eat more meat than women eat. But it's interesting also to think about what could be driving that, and what are the implications socially of those preferences. And one thing you mentioned is that in heterosexual contexts, women do uh, prefer men who eat meat very often. Men who choose vegetarian meals, especially you know a very feminine food like salad, uh, do seem to be perceived as less masculine, and that could undermine. You know how attractive they are as like a mate. So you know, one thing off of that is is in romantic context, the role of food and the social value could feed into men's preferences for meat, of course. Obviously, one explanation of this would be the maybe evolutionary aspect where it, it might have been if you're eating meat, well, you would have had to have gone out and hunt the meat and be stronger than an animal and worked as a tribe and a community to kill it and cook it and do all those things. And maybe that was done more by the the men of a tribe versus the women. And so you were more of a provider and you were stronger and safer and all those kind of things. So I suppose what I'm asking is now... Is there still an element of, of that genetically or are we just living in a kind of socialized context? Because obviously there was two forces are always nature v. nurture are always kind of battling each other out with these things. I think that when it comes to the gender differences we see in food uh, choices and eating behaviors, it's really a socialized component of gender, a constructed role um, rather than a biological or evolutionary um, thing driving the differences. But to that point, there can be perceptions of the evolutionary story that people buy into and then perpetuate through the gender roles that they construct. So it can feel very natural or normal to view uh, men as the hunters and and maybe women as the gatherers. And those stories we tell ourselves can feed into the roles that drive our food choices. I think that the appeals to the evolutionary value of meat we know are are one of the main reasons that even in the face of knowing, say, health or environmental benefits of not eating meat, people continue to eat meat. It's what humans ought to do. And so I think the perception of that definitely feeds into uh, why men see meat as masculine, as very masculine. Uh, we also know that humans like to feel dominant over other animals, whether we agree on this explicitly or maybe just implicitly and subconsciously. And especially for men, feeling that power dominance over another animal. Uh, that's why men are more likely to go hunting and fishing than women are. Um, women are more empathic toward animals and have more um, you know, moral uh, concern for animal suffering. And so there could also be in differences in gender roles too, in feelings of dominance versus empathy that drive men's desires to eat more meat um, as well. Are you seeing a change nowadays as you might've seen 10, 20 years ago? I think to really answer that, we would need better data on on tracking these things throughout time. So I don't think we have that really rigorous um, evidence base to, to speak to that directly. But I do think that the stereotypes have likely been lessening over time as countries and, and cultures become more progressive about gender roles, especially now, just anecdotally and through uh, media references I've seen, it does seem like for men to be vegetarian now is a lot more socially accepted than it was before. And even a cool thing, especially you see um, a lot of highly traditionally masculine um, male athletes 
who are endorsing plant-based diets as really a thing for their athletic performance. So these ways to reframe not eating meat as something that is aligned with the masculine value of performing well, being very strong, your muscle recovery, I think those things are paving the way for these gender stereotypes to be lessened over time with food. I suppose if we, we back up a second as well, um, meat, overconsumption of meat, um, why, why is it? A cause for concern? So I think there are three main concerns that um, are raised when it comes to meat consumption and, and the production as well. Those two components, production and consumption, are, of course, the most obvious is, you know, animal rights and welfare concerns of animals suffering raised for food. That's, that's pretty straightforward. But the two ones that are really gaining traction more are the health concerns. We know that at the individual level, overconsuming meat raises your risk for many chronic diseases. And on a societal level, that's bad for public health and, and broader economic structures. And a third thing is the environment. For sustainability, producing meat, especially uh, beef and other red meats, is really a lot more environmentally taxing than producing most plant-based foods. Um, and it also contributes to more uh, water pollution and, and, and other things, you know, besides just climate change. Um, other issues about pollution with the environment that are that are not sustainable and can lead toward other downstream uh, consequences for human and, and non-human animal life. And did you find anything else interesting during your research into this? Um, I mean, one interesting thing in the in the um, work I did on on gender differences in meat consumption was that women were more um, open to saying that they might become a vegetarian one day for animal rights concerns than men were. It was a pretty big difference in, in that women were, were more than 50% more likely than men to really uh, gravitate toward animal rights as a reason. So I think that as we look toward looking for ways to message eating less meat to the mainstream public, there could be differences in the strategic appeals we make to men and women, um, depending on what their 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 underlying concerns are. Do you think if more women were in in you know more positions of power in government and acting on uh, climate and things like this, the world would be a slightly better place? Because they sound as if they're uh, more concerned about some of these bigger problems. They'd be more likely, obviously, to do something about it. I do think more, you know, women in leadership positions is great, and there is you know toxic masculinity that that might prioritize human interests over uh, non-human and just more environmental interests. And so, um, you know, couldn't, it definitely would be a, a great way to go. Uh, before we wrap up, I said thanks a million for popping on. And we were just chatting to um, Daniel Rosenfeld, who's a, uh, over in UCLA, psychologist studying eating patterns between uh, men and women. If you want, if people want to find out more of your work or, or find you online, where's the best place they can check out your work at the moment? If they search me, Daniel L. Rosenfeld, and maybe type in UCLA there on Google, I have a website um, where I, I post all of my publications and media coverage um, with open, open links to all the articles there. Uh, that people can access. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be on. On the way next, a nuclear-powered Tetris machine and music from Joel Curry. Sorry, it's Room 104. This is FM 104's Heads Up. My name is Maura and I am a yoga teacher. I run online yoga classes as well as yoga retreats. People often want to just click their fingers, but manifesting is a practice you have to bring in every day in life and you have to have trust in the universe and what is meant for you will happen for you at 
the right time. So if something isn't happening at the right time, you probably aren't manifesting it correctly or you are pushing too hard and it's not the right path for you. Maybe you don't have a full belief in yourself behind it because if you do have the belief and you are manifesting, it will happen at the right time. FM 104's Heads Up. Dublin Safe Music Station. FM 104. Leave your busy world and endless phone notifications behind while driving. Download the Toyota Face It Down app for free and get a range of rewards for not checking your phone on the road. You don't even need to drive a Toyota. Now with three months free access to the Mindfulness app Headspace. Because drive time is your time. Face it down and make a real difference. Toyota. Built for a better world. Terms and conditions apply. You know what I don't miss with lockdown? What's that? The nerves you get before meeting a date for the first time. Yeah, and I don't miss you panic texting after 20 minutes telling me he's a melt. <laughs> don't suffer from first date fear. Check out FM 104 Dating instead. There's not much going on at the moment, is there? So now could be the time to really connect. We can't date right now, but we can still get to know each other before meeting in the flesh. So register for free today at fm104dating.ie. The FM 104 Roadsters are geared up to get back on the road. Those guys really love driving around the city in their new Honda Civic five-door hatchbacks. But over the next few weeks, we need to follow the rules. The FM 104 Roadsters will be back. So as soon as it's safe, They'll be more rev than ever with Dublin's music station, FM 104. This is Room 104 with Cormac Moore and Search Along with Play Blue, Ireland's favorite online adult shop. Visit playblue.ie today. FM 104. It's Room 104, Cormac and Saoirse here. Good evening, what is the crack? Now, nuclear-powered computer games, nuclear-powered devices, where do you sit on them? It, it, you know, it conjures up dangerous radioactive imagery in your mind. But one YouTuber and very intelligent individual is after bootstrapping a small Tetris game and powering it with a nuclear material. Sounds probably more dangerous than it is, but to explain a little bit more about exactly what he did, how he did it, why he did it, will you be having nuclear-powered Game Boys in the future? Who knows? Uh, joining us now in... Charnas, sir, how are you? Wonderful. Thanks, Cormix. Uh, thanks, Sersha, for having me on the show today. Nice to be here. Thanks a million for coming on. Uh, first question, why do we need this? Why do we need a nuclear-powered Game Boy? That's a great question. Um, I'll say, you know, it was, it was a Monday. I didn't have anything to do. It seemed obvious at the time. Uh, no, I'm joke, joking aside. Um, I love uh, Tetris. Tetris has always been my favorite video game. Um, it was invented uh, slightly before I was born by a, a gentleman in Russia. And there's just something about it. it. It's just such the perfect game. I've also, having grown up in the 80s, um, always been a little bit of a student of history with regards to the, the nuclear power struggle between the US, where I'm from, and Russia, where the inventor of Tetris was from. And so there was just something about a nuclear-powered Tetris game that, that really attracted me. Um, of course, we're not using uranium or plutonium or anything that's radioactive in a, in a dangerous way. We're using a very weakly radioactive material called tritium uh, that's actually found in wristwatches, jewelry, pendants, uh, gun sights, exit signs, all sorts of things that aren't considered uh, dangerous. I take it your, your program must be in, in science or physics. Is it to allow you, one, the, the, the knowledge and skill to be able to put 
this together? Yeah, my background is in technology. I studied computer engineering, mechanical engineering, and electrical engineering uh, here at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, Ohio in the USA. Um, I guess I studied all three because I wasn't very good at making decisions uh, or because uh, my dad told me to find something you love doing and do it for the rest of your life. And for me, that was uh, student loans, just collecting student loans. (laughs) (laughs) So this is definitely in in the realm of novelty. But I'm holding in my hands a nuclear-powered Game Boy. Um, it's a Game Boy knockoff. The color is green. It says Brick Game on the front. It's got a basic black and white LCD screen. And on the back is a small, what I can call a nuclear generator. Um, it uses uh, the tritium tubes hidden inside this uh, panel here in what I'm holding, which glow. And we, we take the, the light produced by this glowing radioactive substance, and we produce electricity just using solar panels. Now, I, I mentioned before that this is glowing, but it's uh, not glowing in the way that uh, Homer Simpson's uranium rod is glowing, if you've ever seen The Simpsons Show. It's glowing um, sort of like a a glow stick. It glows because the tritium gas produces a tiny amount of beta particles, which is just a job security term scientists use to uh, describe electrons, (laughs) free electrons. That's a job security term for sure. Uh, And we use those electrons, which strike phosphors that line the glass tubes, uh, to produce a tiny amount of light just like old TV tubes used to produce uh, light. So from a a power perspective, how much energy can you get out of that? Or how long does it take to charge the Game Boy? And how how much gameplay can you get out of it? Yeah, here's where, prepare to be underwhelmed. This nuclear powered Game Boy takes two months of charging to give you one hour of playtime. So the uh, nuclear generator here only produces a a minuscule 1.5 microwatts of power at any given time. The, the engineering challenge of the project was actually, how do you do something useful with that little amount of energy? To put it in perspective, uh, the hairdryer you used to blow dry your hair in the mornings, um, that would use maybe 1,500 or 1,800 watts. So I would need 1.2 billion with a B of these nuclear generators to power the hairdryer. Um, certainly that's that's not going to happen in my lifetime and definitely not with my budget, uh, student loans. And how long did that take you to develop? The projects that I do, I try to do things that are hard. So this isn't my first project and it won't be the last. So I, I try to do things the hard way because it's hard. Uh, this took uh, a, a good three months between start and finish to uh, develop the technology. And then I make uh, these like, kind of fun, zany, I hope they're funny, uh, YouTube videos that feature the inventions and um, entertain people and give you a chance to actually win whatever the invention is. And and then uh, the the winning, it, it's a raffle and they, they always benefit 100% of the money, all of it, uh, because I donate the costs of these things, uh, goes towards good charities. And in this case, it's actually a, a wonderful charity that's based in Ireland. The name is Chernobyl Children's International, and it's a group um, that goes into the, the area around the exclusion zone uh, in, of Chernobyl, which is in Ukraine. And they, they help kids there, um, even though they're outside of the zone where it's really dangerous, there's still some health effects and ill effects that the children suffer, especially economic impact uh, type effects. And this wonderful, wonderful charity uh, based out of Ireland goes and helps these kids, uh, which I think is just amazing um, that these folks in Ireland have such a, a huge, such big hearts and such amazing amounts of compassion um, that they would they would go that distance to help people in need. And that kind of um, inspired me to select them as the as the beneficiary of the, the raffle. Delighted to hear that as well. You mentioned that it can take uh, two months of charging to have an hour of gameplay on this kind of makeshift game way that you've developed. Have you thought about like applying that process or power to, uh, 
on the two-month charging to maybe smartphone usage because we're all addicted to our phones. It might be a better way to ensure that we're more productive and, and, and you know, deliberate with our phones instead of mindless scrolling if, you know, we only had an hour every two months. Yeah, I think the, uh, the mothers and more so maybe in the future, the fathers of the world would be very happy with a game device that only allows you one hour of gameplay every two months. Um, so this, yeah, this would be a popular favorite. There's actually a comment on the YouTube video for this where one of the viewers asked me not to let the moms of the world because they wanted to play their video games. Um, but seriously, there are practical uses for mm, sort of this technology. Um, satellites that go into outer space and especially things like the Voyager probe, which go far distances, far from the light source, which we use so often, which is the sun. It's our main source of power um, and sunburns. So those satellites need some kind of power. Uh, they're not going to be able to you know, burn petrol because there's no oxygen in space. And so they actually do carry a small amount of radioactive substance with them. And typically the radioactive substance will just be very hot and they'll use a Stirling engine or something, uh, some thermoelectric effect to turn that heat into electricity and continue to power the satellite for a very long time. Those are also sometimes called uh, waste heat nuclear reactors or trash. I don't think they should use this term trash mm. <laughs> nuclear reactor. It makes it sound a little less techy than it really is. Um, so those are used in industry. But the question is to whether or not this would be safe to carry around. I think that the, the governments of the world are still probably well advised to continue controlling uh, the sale and distribution of those kinds of nuclear uh, radioactive materials. This is this is safe enough that it's sold as jewelry, so no risk. Um, but the stuff that could be could actually power your smartphone might be too too risky to hmm. to sell to consumers. I guess if you wanted to get technical, the nuclear um, the sun the the Earth's day star is a is a fusion reactor, and so if you point a solar panel at the sun, technically that's a form of nuclear power if you want to think about it that way. So we could, uh, I think, one day have solar powered uh, cell phones, um, especially as the power usage gets lower and lower and lower. If we can just aim aim for long battery life rather than uh, fast gaming time, we'll see if that we'll see who wins out in that battle. Uh, what have been some of the other kind of fun projects that you've occupied yourself with before this? Sure. Um, on my YouTube channel, you'll see things like an invisibility shield. Um, I've modified my car so the windshield wipers sync to the rhythm of whatever music I'm listening to. It's always nice when it happens. And I thought, why don't we just you know make it happen? Um, the next video, I'll give you a sneak preview. The next one coming out is I'm going to summon lightning. If you're a fan of the Marvel movies and Thor in particular, you know that Thor has this mystical hammer and thanks to the powers that the hammer imbues him with, he can summon lightning. Um, the next Thor movie is coming out. It was supposed to be this November, but it's going to be next year now. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder It features the first Lady Thor, which I'm very excited about having uh, grown up with the comic books and know that anyone who holds this hammer who's worthy gets imbued by the power. So I'm going to, I've made a, a Thor hammer using a very difficult technique to summon lightning. Um, I've formed a partnership with a group called the Tesla Orchestra. They're a musical Tesla coil performance group that has made uh, some of the world's largest musical Tesla coils. So these devices shoot huge bolts of electricity. It looks like science fiction, but the electricity is tuned. So it actually vibrates the air uh, at audio frequencies and it makes music. So it turns the air into a speaker. Um, so you'll see me in a full body chainmail suit summoning lightning with Thor's hammer. And then at the end of the video, I'll raffle off that um, that hammer and it's going to go because, again, the next Thor movie features Lady Thor. It's going to um, help a, a charity that, that works to foster uh, confidence and uh, tech skills in young women. And then is there anything else you really want to get your hands on in the future? Oh, if I had my druthers, <laughs> um, I really want one of the uh, robotic dogs that uh, Boston Dynamics makes. Uh... So if, if any of your listeners are independently wealthy, 
and they want to send a kooky YouTube inventor a really, really terrific Christmas in July gift, please go ahead and send me a Bostic Dynamics uh, robot dog. I think they're in the realm of $20,000 pocket change, I'm sure. Um, I'll, you can find my mailing address on my website. <laughs> they're both uh, cool and terrifying at the same time. Um, but listen, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And I've said um, some of the videos that you've done and the inventions that you've come up with are not only cool, but they're very interesting and um, proved to be a big hit as well. Your YouTube channel, for anyone who's listening and wants to have a look at the Tetris device that you've come up with and a few of the other things? Sure. The YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Ian Charnas, I-A-N-C-H-A-R-N-A-S. And generally you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, all the major ones, uh, just as Ian Charnas. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. Thanks, Sersha. Thanks, Cormac. Have a great day. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sersha Long. FM 104. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.